millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Max Rushton. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we were joined by Richie Pryor, uh, who works for Radio Mallorca. Tell us a very interesting story. Yeah, lovely story. the uh, world of uh, Spanish football. It's a game being played tonight. Um, Phil Crawley, who's a farmer from Loughborough, he's got his chickens playing football. Yeah, very interesting to hear about the, the tactics of various chickens and that, the that was different balls that they prefer. Cruyff or Binny was back. I was um, answering how, the question. How did you feel about it today, Paul? It wasn't my finest no. hour, but we'll let the uh, listeners uh, decide. And we had a chat about various things. We did have a chat we? about we various things. We covered a fair bit of sure. ground. So here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Max. Yeah, afternoon, Paul. Uh, and I, I wanted to start by talking about the Cambridge United fans yeah. booing uh, the the players taking a knee. Yeah, I thought what was it was interesting because uh, you said a lot of people on social media saying, oh, you're a bit quiet, but uh, you explained to me that you had I follow on with the Cambridge game, but you didn't have the sound on because you were trying to follow about three games at once. So, so yeah, so I had the game on, I had the game on I follow, sort of most of my laptop. And yeah. I had, in the corner, I had the Chelsea game or the, the City game, obviously, because mm. we're going to talk about them today and but I had no volume right uh, you know so you full had disclosure, no idea what had gone on I was watching series three of Vera on the telly <laughs> with Mrs Rushton so I had no okay. idea so we won two it's one great I, how you can multitask yeah, well yes I mean I didn't probably follow any of it to be honest but I I so I tweeted out a picture I took a screen grab of the win because we won two one we held on at the end and yeah, it was a really yes, good win I, I tweeted that out obviously I woke up to lots of people saying you're a hypocrite. You were very vocal about Millwall. I was very vocal on this show and other shows about the Millwall fans. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's the nature of social media, isn't it? To, to everyone looking to sort of jump onto someone. But I'll be completely clear about it. I am equally... It, when it's your club, it does... In a way, it feels sort of worse. Yeah, yeah. You, you feel sadder I know, in a yeah, way. Yeah. I mean, we've had incidents with our fans and have done things and you, and you kind of feel... You know, you're part of this same family, yeah. directly or indirectly. So you do feel it, but but I think it is bigger than that, isn't it? It's not the whole point of this is is not about who you support, right? I'm I am actually when I really think about it, I'm as angry and as depressed when it's the Millwall fans or the Cambridge fans or that Exeter fan or the Colchester fans for a few weeks ago. You know, it's not it's not about which club is the most racist, is it? It's not no. a competition. It's about kicking racism out of football and out of the country, and you know. I, 
what's difficult is, and you, I feel slightly lost, we've talked about it before, that, that you're not... I obviously tweeted about it this morning. I sent a few articles out, you know, and not just from The Guardian, where I work, yeah. which obviously has a, a view that lots of people would imagine it has, but one from Martin Samuel in The Mail, one from Ken Early in The Irish Times, mm. one about the history of taking the knee, which yeah. goes beyond 1965 and Martin Luther King, goes back to the late 1700s. And I'm not... You are not going to change anyone's mind with a tweet or mm. with this five-minute chat no. that we have now. There'll be people listening who totally agree that booing taking a knee is racist. There'll be people who are bona fide racists who celebrate it. And then there'll be people who say they're not racist mm. but don't think booing the knee is a, is a problem. <clears throat> and I don't know. There are a couple of things I think are really important. And One is mm. it wasn't football authorities, right, or, the, or government or privileged journalists who said take the knee, it was yeah. black footballers. It was Marcus Turam who was the first one to do it. And then uh, I think a week later, Gigi Wijnaldum and Van Dijk said, let's post a photo of the Liverpool squad doing it. And it was the players that pushed the, the Premier League players to do it in the first place. And I know you've spoken a lot about, you know, Black Lives Matter. We've done a lot on it on this station. And the one thing from everybody I talk to is to listen to people who've been racially abused, mm. listen to people of colour, listen to, to black people and other minorities. And Harvey Nibs, who played for Cambridge last night, you know, tweeting it, you know, I'm appalled and embarrassed by the section of fans who booed us players taking the knee tonight. It's 2020. The action is a symbol of solidarity. I'd like to thank the fans who overhauled the boos with applause. It cannot continue. You know, it's the manager did call it out. The club have called it out. Um, and if, like, if the huge majority of black people are saying taking the knee is a, simply an anti-racist stance... Like, listen to them. Don't mm. listen to me about it, but listen to them about it. I, yeah. yeah I, it's, look, I, I really feel there are two sides here, and you can be on the right side of history. And I, like I said, I tweeted out those articles. It, like, I'll retweet it now. It's really worth just reading a bit of the history about it. And obviously I care passionately about Cambridge United. I don't want them to be brought into it. But when I, but when I hear about it, actually, and I think about it, I'm, it's bigger than who you support. Were you shocked that, that it would happen at your club? Did you ever get an inkling that it could happen at your club? I, do you know what? I'd never heard mm. racism at Cambridge. Mm. In fact, the first time I heard racist abuse at football was when I went to watch Tottenham, actually, mm. and somebody somebody went to ground and some Tottenham fan with his kids shouted, get up, you, and then used the N-word. And yeah. I'd never, I'd just sort of never heard it. Mm. So I've never... How long ago was this? Oh, that must have been early 90s. Right. Yeah, so yeah. a long time ago. But I... I I was surprised, but perhaps I shouldn't be surprised. You know, like there are races at every football yeah. ground. It doesn't matter who you support, and it might be there might be more at some club than another, and there are more fans of some clubs than the other. So I was surprised, and I was sad about it and depressed. And like you say, you know, I, I'm sure our board will. You know, first text is left wing political broadcast max. It's not about. It's not about what wing, what side you're on. It's yeah. Black people saying this is an anti-racist. You know the players on the pitch, the players who decided to do it, like Marlon Romeo at Millwall, right, hmm. saying the same thing. You know, so it's it's depressing and it's sad. But I think I felt it was really important to say that because I'm not just going to say it's bad when another club does it. No, but no, when my I, club I, does it, I don't care. Of course, I care about it. Absolutely so, right. Um, so, um, Big Sam back in work. He's a man you've worked alongside. You, you've yeah. been telling us in the last couple of weeks you've done breakfast with Sam mm -hmm. uh, along the way. And it's very interesting. I, uh, Fletch saying there that uh, he's pulled out of some broadcasting duties with us at the week. I can imagine that phone call. I can't say why, but 
I can't do Saturday. I'm guessing it went a bit like that. <laughs> do you think they ever thought when Big Al says, I can't do, you know, rings them at five in the morning, they're not thinking, is he on the train to the Hawthorns? <laughs> is, he, is he going to Hillsborough yeah. for, you know, for that the Wednesday be, what job? What if Alan's got the job? and he has a, <gasps> Sam's the smokescreen. And he's, he said, Sam, and he, Alan's phoned him and said, just, and, and, and yeah, well, the next thing we see, Al with the old West Brom shirt. They should do it now like a, a clack, you know, like Batman, mm. I think, into the sky, yeah. Big Sam's huge head. To well, you've out the sun. That's your way. My yeah. way is where we were talking yesterday because we, funny enough, we brought you because um, he was uh, linked to the job. We brought you Big Sam's kind of in focus yeah. from shoot. Do you part think that of a, swung it? We said it might swing it. it. So I did have that vision of him this morning, having just finished the big roast beef and Yorkshire pudding dinner. The phone goes and he drive gets straight in the Hillman Hunter, the car he had when he was at Bolton, which I'm sure he's still got, and then drives to the Hawthorns. But uh, yeah, so um, <laughs> well, we had a good idea for a text. Yeah, subject, we Paul. thought. I mean. The thing is, Sam has taken on an awful lot of jobs, and all managers say, "Look, there's never any hard feelings. It's the nature of the business. I'll take another man's job, he'll take my job." Blah blah blah. That's it. That's the way it all works. Sometimes, when like the, uh, a manager goes along with his regular assistant manager and sits in the stands <laughs> when you're under pressure, that's a bit low. But Sam doesn't do that. He gets the phone call because he's red Adair, isn't he? He's the man that gets you out of trouble. So it, it struck us today that. The dead man's shoes thing. I mean, if he goes to a lot of LMA do or, or a do, and there's a lot of managers there, he must have to go up to quite a lot of people and say, hey, Dave, I'm so sorry about what happened at insert name of club here. Uh, do you know what I mean? It's just, it must be quite difficult for him because... Um, but they all know how it works. So have you ever been in that situation where you've taken uh, you've taken something from somebody? It could be... I don't, uh, well, no, I yeah. say taken, that's probably pushing it. But, uh, yeah, you, it could be a job, it could be a relationship, it could be anything. Because imagine it gets quite eggy. It yeah, can Dominic do, says, I got a job over someone internal and they had to spend their last three weeks training me. Oh, no. That's they phoned in sick after the first week and didn't come back. Understandable, he says. They could have really put the boot in, though, couldn't they? They could have said that this bloke you've got taken over from me is absolutely terrible. Are you sure he wants it? You, know, <laughs> I mean, you thought I was bad, you want to see him. I mean, I know I was bad. Jack said, I once got sat next to my my ex-girlfriend and her new boyfriend at a wedding and it was just me and him while I had the bridal photos. He didn't support a football team. <laughs> Tumbleweed moments. Oh no. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Paul Hawksby, Max Rushton here on Talk Sports. Um, Andy Jacobs, we did offer him the opportunity to just to come on. So Andy said to me he's, he's taking a, a little bit of a break midweek. He's, uh, I'm sure you heard Andy said it a couple of times on the show. His wife's not well at the moment. He's looking after her, so he's just coming in on Mondays and Fridays and Max is with me midweek. But he did say, look, you know, if ever maybe Chelsea have lost a game and you want to get me on to chat about it, feel free. So I said, OK, we reached out to him yeah. last well, night. Well, I, I messaged you at full time, yeah. I mean, just after Wolves had scored that yeah. last-minute winner, but I didn't dare I think if him. I'd asked him this morning, <laughs> but I asked him, I said, you, if you want to come on, he said, no, I won't. It's OK. <laughs> but, so you've missed on Andy's rants, we did give him the offer. Sure, but still by Friday they'll be. You he know, says he might be calm down by Friday, but yeah, in. exactly. I think you may still get. <laughs> you may he may come off the long run even on Friday, so we'll catch up with him then. But uh, this is a heartwarming tale from the world of Spanish football. A Spanish Cup tonight sees uh, a lowly side from uh, Mallorca take on Atletico Madrid. They have a bit of a story as well. Uh, joining us now from Radio Mallorca, Arsenal supporting uh, presenter. Richie Pryor, good afternoon, Richie. 
Uh, hi, Paul. Hi, Matt. So hi, Richard. Yeah, yeah good, we're thank good, you. thank you. Yeah, this is nice. You're alerting us to this, Richard. It's a nice story. Tell us a bit about this club that have drawn uh, Atletico in the um, in the FA Cup. Uh, yeah, it's well, it's Copa del Rey. It's the, the Spanish equivalent of the yeah. FA Cup. Um, the team's called CD Cardassa. Um They come out of a little village on the east coast of the island, the population of about 8,500. Um, it's called San Lorenz des Cardassa. Um, the nearest town, if people know Mallorca, the nearest town is Manacor. Um, the nearest sort of holiday resort is Cala Mayor, over on the east coast. Um, and the, the story sort of came about that San Lorenz suffered um, really awful flash floods two years ago. It was October, uh, 9th of October 2018. You'd think that, you know, somewhere like Mallorca probably wouldn't get flash floods. You know, it, it is not the sort of thing that you've heard of. But mm. we had really, really bad storms. Uh, flash floods occurred. Unfortunately, 13 people lost their lives. Oh. It, it was, you know, it was awful. It was, it was, uh, you couldn't, but obviously the cleanup operation afterwards was involved hundreds and hundreds of people, hundreds of volunteers, um, you know, everybody sort of rallied around. I mean, you know, there's a picture of Rafa Nadal because it's, it's quite close to Rafa Nadal's home. It's not far from where Rafa lives in, in Puerto Cristo. Um, and it was, you know, it was just awful. And I think I sent you a picture, Paul, of how the, the stadium looked mm. after the, after the floods, I mean, it was just absolute devastation, and that wasn't just the stadium; it was the whole of the town. It was it, it was awful, uh, not not nice at all. Um, so since then, you know, the club sort of have, have had some investment coming from the local council and the local football association and everything else. They've remodelled the whole ground, and all of a sudden, uh, they get promoted last year. Um, they're in they're in a, a division called Tercera. So if if, if I tell you that. There's La Liga, of course. Uh, then underneath La Liga, there's uh, La, uh, La Liga Segunda, which is where Real Mallorca play right now. Mm. Then we have five regional leagues called Segunda B. Yeah. Uh, that's all over Spain. And then you get to Tercera. And I was trying to think of, uh, I was trying to think of how you can compare that to the UK right now. And, and I don't think I can because um, I, I don't really. Know. These boys don't earn any money. Um, they're, they're, you know, they're literally amateurs. They uh, probably get their petrol paid for or their, uh, their boots paid for. Um, you know, I go back to when I was playing football. I played in the Isbune League back in the day, in the 80s. And um, I was on £10 a week uh, then. Uh, I was playing at Ware. And you, you, me and you have a, a relationship about Ware, Paul. So you and I both lived there once. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and, and I, can't, I can't even think. It's, I think it's probably a slightly higher standard that Max plays on a, on a Saturday. Yeah, and, um, and the rest, I reckon, Richie. Offense, I'd, I'd say a lot better than That's that, mate. <laughs> but, you know, these guys, they're young boys. They're, they're all pretty much in and around the area. They live in the area. Some have come from, obviously, out, out of the area as well. But it's an absolute, you know, this is a huge game. I mean, blimey, Atletico Madrid are a second in La Liga right now, um, you know, coming to town. And I had a look at the... I look at the teams, obviously, you know, we're wondering, are they going to send a team over? Because, you know, they might send the youngsters because they think, obviously, it's not going to be that difficult. But they've, they've sent a pretty good squad. I mean, uh, Saul, who played against Real Madrid a couple of weeks ago, he's playing tonight, or he's in the squad anyway. Torreira, who you know is on loan from Arsenal. Mm. Uh, you might remember Tom, Thomas Lamar, who from, yeah. who's at uh, Monaco. He's, play, he's in the squad. Uh, Condobbia as well. So they have sent a pretty good squad of players over. They've just arrived, actually. I saw some pictures on Twitter about an hour ago. They've just arrived and, and, and making their way up up to uh, Cardassa. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lovely story, you know, and, and it's a nice sort of, you know, from a tragedy to, a, to something, you know, 
something really nice to happen to the town. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. It's, it's a nice thing can, to do. Can they have a crowd in uh, this evening? Because it's not a big ground. It holds 600. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 600 people. Um, and and I, I don't know what their average is because I, I couldn't find their average, to be perfectly honest. Hmm. Um, yes, as far as I'm aware, it's going to be 600. Um, they were trying to get some extra stands put in to make it up to 1,000. But because of the rules right now here, we've got this pretty much the same rules as you have back in the UK on, 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 on local football. I mean, I'm, I'm a Real Mallorca season ticket holder. We can't even go. We, we're closed. We're behind closed doors. But lower leagues do have a, a, a capacity of around about the 1,000 mark. But I think the, the league have said, no, you need to keep it below the 1,000. I think it's around about 600. I don't know, in, in the history of Copa del Rey upsets, where would this be? Oh, blimey. Uh, uh, I think probably one of the biggest. I mean, I can't think. I'm, I'm you know, the, my, my knowledge of Spanish football is pretty good, but I can't think. There was a team from Ibiza that played Barcelona last year called Udi Ibiza. Yeah. They played Barcelona. They actually went 1 0 up against Barcelona last year <sighs> over great. in Ibiza. Just annoyed them. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well, listen, they only won 2 1 Barcelona. Wow. Right? There was a lot of the kids. There were a lot of the kids in. There was a few, few first teamers in. Um, but they uh, and they scored in the last sort of five minutes. So, look, nobody expects them to win tonight. I don't think, really, in all honesty. But you know, yeah, the romance of the cup. You never know, do you? You never yeah. know. It'll, so, be, it'll be fantastic. It's a lovely story. If they, you know, it'd yeah, be fantastic if they uh, if they can get it. Look, we'll we'll let the listeners know tomorrow, Richie. We'll uh, we'll see how they. It's commentary fantastic. on Talksport Two, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> I think game. if we had Talksport Three, we'd have commentary on there. But I think we might be pushing it. All right, Richie. Look, we'll we'll keep an eye out for the result. And thanks for telling us all Thank about boys. it. All the best. Cheers, pal. Take care. See you soon. Take there care. There we are. Richie Pryor there, who does the breakfast show over on Radio Mallorca. Oh, that's a gig, isn't it? Yeah. I think gig. of that. We occasionally will put a picture out on social media of him saying, oh, just finished work, and there he is with the old sun shining. Straight into the sea. Bottle, oh. bottle of beer in his hand. Very nice. Um, on that subject, we talked about floods, yeah. uh, keeping you away from your club. We spoke to uh, the joint chairman yesterday oh, yes. of Gloucester City. I forgot to follow it. AFC. They went back for the first time in 13 years. The floods of 2007 took them out of their own ground they had to rebuild it on a sort of a higher level so that problem wouldn't happen again and they've been sort of ground sharing since 2007 uh, crowds were back last night I saw a very emotional little video of a crowds cheering the players imagine that if you support a club and it's been 13 years since as a fan you can watch them at your own ground must be great yeah absolutely brilliant the chairman Alex was brilliant yesterday wasn't he yeah he was he was, he was, he was good we should do it we're, we're going to keep an eye on them uh, but they won 4-2. Get in. They, right. they they came back with a 4-2 victory last night against Needham Market. So, uh, there we are. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. So, uh, we've promised you chickens playing football, and uh, here it is. Um, it's, we, we need to find out more. That's, that's almost as much as I know about it. Uh, chickens been given footballs in Loughborough in Leicestershire. And the man that's given it to him is farmer uh, Phil Crawley. Good afternoon, Phil. Good afternoon, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Uh, there are there, there's sound reasons why you're given chicken, chickens footballs. This is not to uh, no, get it, them in the Premier League and become their agents. Not for a while yet. Um, basically, the, the unfortunately, avian influenza is around this year, which is a disease that, that can affect chickens, and the government has ordered that all birds be housed up within the sheds. Now, normally, with our free-range birds, we let them out about 9 o'clock in the morning, and they're out till dusk. And now we're not allowed to let them out. So these little buggers, they used to go out in the morning, and uh, they have some fun. And now you shut them in, and they think they haven't got wristwatches, but they sort of know that 9 o'clock in the morning something should happen. And it doesn't happen, so we have to give them something to play with. And uh, an idea was we just give them some footballs. And you, you say they haven't got wristwatches, um, Max. I mean, is this a is this a business opportunity you might take into the den? Hello, dragons. Uh, yeah, <laughs> two hundred thousand pounds for my uh, wristwatches for chickens. I mean, you say nine o'clock, they, so they don't mind early kickoffs, Phil. Oh, it's not they'll, like... they'll do they'll do what they're told. As soon as you let them doors open, they'll be gone. Mm. Were they playing with footballs outside? Or... No, 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 it's something I introduced before. Within the shed, you have a, a certain amount of toys or enrichments. Mm. And because like the range area is, is sort of the ultimate enrichment, and we're not allowed to give them that at present, so we have to give them additional things to play with on the inside of the shed to keep them, to keep them entertained. They probably wanted a PlayStation 5, given the choice, <laughs> but I know they're hard to get for you at the moment. Do, have you noticed, Phil, them starting to play with any sort of any tactic, you know, we're talking about Big Sam. Are, are there certain chickens who like to, uh, you know, play four four two and knock it long? To uh, there are more dominant birds, but it's, it's quite interesting. We bought a number of colours of these balls, and the favourite one is red. So I've got oh, yeah. red, blue, yellow, green. The favourite one is red, but the most important thing is they pick at the black hexagon on the red ball. So it's, ah. not, it's, it's the red ball that attracts them, and the other balls are. I wouldn't say ignore, but certainly by no means as, as, as mm. well administered as the red ball. Are, are chickens colour blind? I mean, that's a question I never thought I'd asked on <laughs> national uh, sports radio. But I mean, you know, we know dogs are, of course. I mean, would you know about how chickens they, see? They, if they... are colour blind, but mm. as with any good game of pool, watched on a black and white telly many years ago, mm. there are various shades of grey. And right. red is a colour or a shade of grey that they recognise. And is it? Is it? Um, do they dribble more than pass the ball? They're more dribblers, I must admit. Right, They're more yeah. dribblers. Yeah, they are. And, they are and you have some cones in there. I see there's a few kind of big cones. Do they do drills? I mean, you've not had them going in and out the cones, have you? <laughs> no, they, they more peck at the cones at the reflective strip. They're not really, not only dribblers. I've, I've certainly not seen them right. coerce the ball around the cones as yet, but time will tell. And how can you tell if a, if a chicken is happy? Again, a question I didn't <laughs> envisage asking today. Um, I can tell you happy. You, you can walk in a shed and you can sort of, over a period of time, you, assume, you, you get to know what are happy and 
less happy sounds. You get to know what, what sounds right, what smells right, what looks right. And it's just something you, you grow into. I mean, I'm the wrong side of 50, and I've, I've been doing chickens all my life, and you get, a, you get a perception of what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. So when, I mean, when will you get the all clear to let them out again? I mean, it's, it, That is up to the government. It right. rather depends on what's going on out there. But uh, t- time will tell. Uh, as soon as it's safe, I want to let them out because the chickens want to be out. Yeah. You, you, you've got to be safe. You said there's a dominant chicken. I mean, is there one chicken who is, you know, the Pele, the Lionel Messi of, of the shit? I wouldn't quite say there's one, but there are, there are certain chickens that, like, they all enjoy, enjoy different toys. Some of them relish the footballs, and some of them will ro- go for the road cones, and some of them will go for, for different things. You know, we just have a various mm. thing. Stretch Armstrong. Not all yeah. kids like to play with the same things. No, that's very true. They yeah. all want to find a different toy, aren't they? There, and any other fellow poultry farmers doing the same thing? Because it would be a shame not to have a match at some point. Oh, it? we all have similar ideas, but whether 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 we could mix the teams like that is a different matter. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> at the moment we can't. Yeah, we can't mix <laughs> no. that. To try. This is the trouble. They've got a socially mix the household is a big taboo, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, in, in, on another day, David Peckham would lead us off into a chicken oh. eleven, but it's not happening. I just, I'd like it's. it's I'm not, all in favour. It's not happening. <laughs> you're not having it? It's not happening. At I'll Max think... Rushton, he just sent them to Mate, me. It's and mainly because, I'll... yeah, okay, you can inflict them <laughs> I'll sneak them in. David Peckham is the one, obviously, that the Andover advertiser went, th- went with. Uh, I couldn't think of any others. Could uh, I don't know if you, Can you think of any, Phil, top of your head? Uh, not at present, but I'm sure they'll crop up in time. Oh, yeah. The, the, the best I had was Borussia Mönchengladd. Spatchcock chicken. Oh, no. <laughs> it's really bad. Isn't the it? former Palace player Billy Giblets, yeah, Billy Gilbert. I mean, if you have to explain them, they're not working, are they? Really? Um, brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you, Phil, and all the best. Uh, thank you, Phil. Thank you very much. There we are, Phil Crawley. There, who's got his uh, chickens uh, playing yeah. football? Ab says, obviously, sorry to inform you, wristwatch idea, Max, is a is a terrible one. They don't have wrists. Ankle watches will be much more appropriate yeah. for the chicken. We thought it may be a bit like the, the, the watches that nurses used to wear in the old uniforms. <laughs> Just clip to the wing. Yeah, because obviously <laughs> fob watches, no, because they don't wear waistcoats, but it could be... I think if the... Can they see? Can the chicken duck its head down to lift the... I've got to be able to tell know. the time. We haven't, just, we haven't thought it through. We must be honest. With but the uh, leaving the den, I love you in the den, chicken wristwatches, and uh, and then Deborah and Peter are both on board, but you turn their money down. You're in the lift with Evan. <laughs> so why did you... Well, I just didn't feel that... You know, that wasn't the dragon I really wanted. <laughs> I wanted Dave. <laughs> I'll be back. I'll be back with other uh, items of jewellery. Uh, battery Sanya. Thank you so much, Chris. Ba- that's quite good. Yeah, really See, good. That's much better than our sorry <laughs> offerings. It's uh, also good battery Sanya for the electrical. Yeah. 11 isn't it I, I think the key to this one uh, Max is not to do them all I think it's just to do the best of them <laughs> Andy does this with me as well <laughs> just you're both do, the same because there's going to be some that, that make you want to punch the radio I, I, I believe in, in letting the interaction flow you and Andy have a higher quality threshold yeah. <laughs> the bad ones will be read out on Saturday between 9 and 11 ok yeah save it for something for the weekend yeah. Hens uh, Layman is that alright I, I quite like okay, that Daniel, yeah, that, Daniel yeah, thank you well done Daniel um, talksport.com text 81089 tweet TSH and J but only the best of them will be read out uh, which means very few of them uh, now Big Sam of course uh, looks like he's going to get the Albion job means he can't come on with us let's g- give you a few of his greatest hits dotted around the show uh, Big Sam we heard earlier on the tweet after a long pause when he couldn't think of the word uh, let's continue on the uh, new technology programme but you can be aware of it you know what I mean And what, you can have alerts that pop up on the, I mean, the phones are so smart now. That's why yeah, it's called yeah. a smartphone. Thank you. Look <laughs> at <laughs> Sam's gadget show appearance. You yeah. want one more? Yeah, go on. Uh, here's Sam getting a little bit repetitive. 
Yes, I can get that. I can I can get that. But you know, and again, two 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 games in. What what do you think the what do you think the the problems are going to be? Let's say they get the let's say they get their energy up. Uh, fetch a cloth. <laughs> Here we are. Uh, so we'll we only more. need half as much half as many words if you repeat every single thing <laughs> twice. Don't you? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Nigel Foghorn Gleghorn says, that's good, Dance. Yeah, that's in, Dance. That's good. Is Thank the referee you for Graham Poultry from Daniel? Yes, of course. Yep. And Michael says, uh, Timu Pecky and Mario Vranchik. So there we go. Yep. Don't read them all out, Max. Come just, on. Just do your best, job here. Yeah, I know the, the quality ones, threshold Max. for this show is higher than my normal ones. <laughs> just, just, just get it in your head, Max. Okay, um, fine. So um, it's time for Croy for Binny, uh, a, a quiz we've been bringing you more on than off mm. um, just when you think we can't go back uh, we do and it's pretty straightforward we um, we plunder old you know, footballers Q&As and it's the job of me or Max depending on who set the questions and indeed you talk sport listener to um, to try and answer the questions uh, who would have given that answer which player would it have been it all kicked off with Johan Cruyff and the former Brighton player, Fred Binney. Absolutely. Um, about uh, three or four weeks ago, and we compared the answers, and the one we always come back to was Beef Stroganoff. A lot of people said, well, that would have been the late, great Johan Cruyff. He would have had the Stroganoff at that sort of time. Of course, it was Fred who it preferred a Fred Stroganoff. Binney, of course, yes. So that's the kind of question you can get wrong when you when you pit two players together like that. It was Fred who liked the Stroganoff. Uh, Johan Cruyff, just a plain steak. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to play today, Paul? Yeah, go on, then what Excellent. you got? Well, I'm... I was going to play Reeves or Mortimer, but unfortunately I didn't know who either of the players were. Okay. And one of them I couldn't well, I'm quite getting, see. It would have been Kevin Reeves Maybe, from Manchester yes. City, yeah. and it would have been Dennis Mortimer, the Villa legend. Possibly. But one of the Mortimers, the, one of the ones I couldn't see any of the words. Yeah, I've noticed <laughs> it was that. Quite a bit yeah, grainy, yeah. the picture. Yeah. So then I looked for, obviously I had Jimmy Case, but there was no like Martin Brief for Brief or Case. Then <laughs> I had Alan Ruff, but there's no Jeff Smooth. So I'm going topical for you. <laughs> you don't remember today. Jeff Smooth? I don't remember Jeff Smooth. <laughs> no, Centre half. It's a good play, player, was he? Could play left. left uh, oh, I see. Could play on the left well. of a three. Yeah, could he could play. Yeah. Fine, right. Yeah. Uh, topical. Liverpool playing Tottenham tonight in oh, the yeah, Premier League, yeah, yeah. Paul. I don't know if you're aware of it. It's a big game because they're both doing quite well this season. Yeah, apparently. So I thought we'd have a game of. Hoddle or Souness. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, I can are. see the logic Two, uh, in that. Midfield greats. It's not quite Reeves or Mortimer, is it? It isn't Reeves or Mortimer. There's no, no, there's no real pun in there at all. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I hope that's not a problem. But I think you could be good at this, obviously. You must have followed. Glenn Hoddle must be one of your heroes. What a player. He is, yeah, yeah. So it's a good chance. Uh, you know, I read Glenn's Q&As. I wonder if, 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 if any of it stuck. Of course, Graham was a, a young Spurs player before he went well. to Borough. Yeah, so, uh, so here we Bill go. Bill Nick's biggest mistake, apparently. Was yeah, it? There was Getting a lot rid of Suey. There was a lot of rumours that. Uh, that he, he was homesick but I don't think the, the legend that was Bill Nicholson fans, fancied him so like Nick Barmby of the early eight, the late 70s Poss- was who knows another homesick yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I was very sad when Barmby uh, left oh, lovely little player that's good, not yeah. relevant right now okay, though, go Paul, on, is it? question one and I really think you could do quite well here hmm. who is driving a BMW 320 is that Graham Souness or is that Glenn Hoddle 
Is that a tough tackling car or is that the sweet right foot? I seem to remember a lot of Liverpool players in that era because I think we spoke to Stevie Nicholl and one or two others about this. They all they were getting they were getting like uh, Toyotas. I think they had a deal with Toyota okay, Liverpool. Yeah. So a lot of them were driving Toyotas. Yes. So I can see uh, Graham uh, looking sort of tanned and, and and rugged behind the wheel of a Beamer. Right. But I, I I'm, I'm going to go Glenn. It's Graham Souness. Oh, is it really? So he obviously shunned the Toyota. Yeah. Gave it to a relative. Absolutely. Glenn Hoddle was in a Capri. Very popular car in the Croy from Binney era. It would have been, I've discovered. So there we are. Hoddle in a Capri. So I'm wrong on that one. So it's not not, not from one. You got nine yesterday. I don't have a pen to check the score. Free to play along at home. Absolutely. Yeah, we'd love you to play along at home. In Um, the car. uh, Whose most difficult opponent was Tony Curry of Curry and Rice fame? Oh, yeah. Uh, Whose most difficult opponent? Tony Curry. Is that Hoddle? Or Souness? That's a good question. It's a good um, question, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he was a sort of flair player, a bit like Glenn. I'd say... I'd say Souness. It's Glenn Hoddle. Oh, really? Yeah, Graham okay. Souness went for Johnny Giles. Yeah, I imagine he would have been. He would have given. That's a man who would have given as good as he got <laughs> from Graham Souness, I would imagine. Yeah. Don't mess with Johnny okay, Giles. Nought from two here. This could be good. a humiliation Rubbish. here. Whose ambition for 1986 was to do well at the World Cup? Was that Graham Souness or Glenn Hoddle? Okay, that's interesting. Mm. Um, I'd go. I'd go for Glenn. In that case, it was Graham Souness. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going for an alternative <laughs> record. Absolutely. Yeah. Not no. that I'm suggesting at all that any Scotland player could even dream of doing well <laughs> at a World Cup. That's not. That's not why I they said did it. Did score that goal, didn't they? Gordon Strachan trying to get yeah. over the advertising hoarding. And I yeah. quite like the short. The Scotland shorts were good in '86. Oh, anyway, right. yeah. anyway, naught so from three so far. It's rubbish. Whose favourite country to visit is Switzerland? Oh, I, Switzerland. Yeah, I, I don't see I don't see uh, Graham in Switzerland. That would have been a sort of Mediterranean beach somewhere where you can where you can wear a gold chain, and a very brief pair of speedos. Um, uh, I, I'm going for Hoddle. That Switzerland. Is correct, oh, Glenn Hoddle. Right. You were Goodness. bang on with Graham Souness as well. Hong Kong was. Uh, I'll go right. Was, uh, okay. Graham Souness. Quite right then. <laughs> Not quite where I was thinking. Okay, yeah. One one point. You're on the board. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations, yeah. Good. Paul. Yeah, well done. Right, question five. Are they both like Elton John? Glenn Hoddle and Graham Souness. Okay. Who also lists the Doobie Brothers and the Bee Gees among their favourite musical acts? Is that Graham Souness or Glenn Hoddle? I think when Glenn went to Chelsea, I think he suggested they did away with Blue is the Colour and played We Built This City on Rock and Roll. (laughs) So that would fit the profile of Glenn. Graham Souness. Was it really? I'm sorry I'm to just, say. I mean, this man was one of my footballing heroes. I absolutely know nothing about him. <laughs> not, not a clue. Hoddle also included Bad Company and the Eagles. Oh, so yeah. Was, well, I you should know, have known. It was, it was a tough known. question. Yeah. Um, For evening right. matches, one of these nights, old Glenn would have won if they'd lost. <laughs> Play that as we come off. Here we go. Question yeah. six. Got one point so far. Terrible. Yeah, it's really bad. Yeah. Let, letting talk sport down sorry. currently. Um, whose favourite TV shows included the two Ronnies and current affairs programmes? Souness or Hoddle? I don't know. I just... Who's watching the two Ronnies? And Current Affairs. And then sticking around for Panorama. Exactly. Straight after. Absolutely. Graham Souness. Correct. Oh, yeah. Glenn Hoddle kept it kept it comedy with Forty Towers and Eric and Ernie. Oh, OK. There you go. Brilliant. Oh, right. OK, so we've got that one right. Two out of six. Two out of six. Here we go. Number seven. seven. Uh, whose favourite food is seafood and curries? <laughs> is that Graham Souness or is that Glenn Hoddle? Seafood and curry. What's your favourite Hoddle goal, just for an interim moment? Do you want to wait till after? I know we're mid quiz. The Oxford goal's pretty good. The, the Watford goal's pretty good. Oxford one's got to be. Yeah, it? yeah, it would be. Oh. It, it would be up there. 
Anyway, sorry to take your mind off seafood it's all right. and curries. Um, yeah, uh, I, I'm. Uh, I'm going to go for um, Soonus. Yeah, correct. Oh yes, beautiful. Bonus point for Hollands. Mm. Um, Glenn would have liked to put steak and chips. Classic steak and chips. Absolutely. Is it really? Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Come, come on. That, I mean, that's I'm not, not sure. It's not. It's that's not like almost a, worth. I don't know. Okay, a, di- a, di- a direct hit normally would be okay. good, but with steak and chips, let's face it, for steak and chips is yeah. 90% of the shoot in Focus magazine. Prawn cocktail, steak and chips, Black mm. Forest Gatto, yeah. Whose favourite actor? PFA handbook. Whose favourite actor is Peter Sellers? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, mm. okay. Um, Graham Sunnis well, or Glenn Hoddle? Well, Glenn did like the, the broad comedy, didn't he? He would have liked, uh, he would have liked Clouseau, but you know, there was more to there was more to Sellers, more to than, sellers that, than that. Maybe yeah. it was uh, Graham Sunnis and the sort of Fred Kite era. Could be. Our goat songs for Swinging Sellers, what an album that is. Anyway, this is not about Peter Sellers. Let's say uh, Graham Sunnis. Glenn Let's... Hoddle. Oh, OK. Yes. Sunnis was Marlon Brando and Faye Dunaway. Oh, OK. There we go. Uh, two questions to go. What have you got two so far? Rubbish. It's the worst. It's maybe the worst ever performance in Croyfield. I thought been. that was nine. I'd done, but maybe not. Go on, keep oh, going. I don't no, know how no, many. No, I've okay. got so many. Go questions. on, keep going. Miscellaneous dislikes. False people. False people. Soonest or Hoddle? Um, false people. Who wouldn't like false people? Like false people. It's quite difficult, isn't it? Um, mm. Soonest. Correct. Hoddle oh. didn't like flying. Oh, okay. And uh, <laughs> okay. And uh, the bonus tenth question: Who lives in no fixed abode? <laughs> Was he sleeping rough? <laughs> I mean, they were both doing all right, weren't okay. they, in this sort of period? Um, no fixed abode? Mm. I don't know. Um, I, I, let's go with Graham Soonis. Yes, correct. I mean, I did move to a, to his Rangers in focus for that question. Okay. And he'd just moved to Rangers, and he hadn't had time to buy a house in Scotland. So okay. no fixed abode was Graham Soonis. Th- three, I make it. That's a very poor yes, record. A, yes, very, a very poor. But look, a great game. One for the purists. I hope thought. you did better than me. Uh, mm. Talksport listens. Yeah, I, I, that was garbage. So uh, the feature we... was good, uh, but the, yeah, no, the yeah. performance was garbage. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm clear. not. I'm not yeah. <laughs> well, I like an on-air debrief. I'm fine. Well, um, <laughs> let the listeners be the judge of that. Um, so um, more chicken-based footballers, but no, Darren Chuckerby. <laughs> you, you see, you didn't even put your name on that. You were embarrassed, weren't you? I didn't even read it out. It's that that's bad. true. Um, Cockadoodle Doogie Freeman. <laughs> Oh, Daz, that's very good. Yeah. Uh, that's, Cluck, uh, did oh, I say Chuckaby or Cluckaby? I said Chuckaby, did I? You said Darren Chuckaby. Cluck- uh, well, yeah. that's, that was the ICC. Many, that was the problem. <laughs> that's what we called him when he, they wouldn't let him bowl anymore. They looked at his action. Sorry about that, Cluckaby. I killed it. It's uh, Paul Hawksby and Max Rushton uh, here on TalkSport. We're going to have a chat with Clive Allen. I don't know Glenn Hoddle very well. We could have answered all those right. <laughs> we could do it Clive, again. Clive, Should we do it again? Do Clive it again? Got the lot. After the break, we replay Royful <laughs> Binney. So you'd do that if I, I wasn't here. I 100% do that, you, yeah. You need, a, you, know, you need a conscience, mate. That's what it is. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. There we are. That was uh, this afternoon's show. And uh, we'll do it all again tomorrow, won't we? Yeah, why not? If selected, I'm yeah. in. That's right, when you've selected. Yeah, I think, can you come back tomorrow? (laughs) He will be back tomorrow. So until then, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 